Guess what time it is? It's Spritz O'Clock. This is Amanda. And Reeves. And welcome back to the podcast, you guys. I'm so excited because today we have a bonus episode. This is an extra episode that we're doing because there is just a topic that that we really, really want to talk about. A very pressing topic. It's very pressing. And I feel like we're not experts on a lot of things. But this topic, like, I think we might be an expert on, at least the two of y'all will be. We're experts on Bama Rush. Yeah, that's what we're talking about today. We're going to talk about Bama Rush. I don't know if you guys saw the Bama Rush documentary that came out on HBO, but it was kind of the talk of the town on TikTok. Obviously, every year Bama Rush is a really, like, popular... I don't even know what to call it, TikTok segment that Mm -hmm. circulates the internet, all these people saying they're taking a break from their corporate jobs to tune into Bama Rush (laughs) every year. And I feel like Rush is this thing that has like all of this mystique around it. And a lot of people, especially if they're not from like the South or if they didn't go through recruitment themselves, they literally have no idea what sororities are, what Rush is. They think like there's all these secrets that are being kept from them. So I thought we could kind of like spill the tea because it's not really that taboo I feel like I don't know why people don't talk about it anymore I feel like after it's blown up on TikTok all these people have found out about Alabama Rush but it's always kind of been like this like the biggest rush everyone's kind of known like it's huge compared to other universities in the south and that's why I'm so excited to have Annie on the podcast today Reeves I know she's your friend first so I'm gonna let you give a little intro of her and why we're having her on to talk about this very pressing topic okay so this is Annalisa Stone hi she is one of my best friends and um I met Annalisa sophomore year Yeah, I think during Rush because Libby and I were wearing the same dress during Rush. And you're like, oh my God, you're matching my friend, which is another topic about Bama Rush. Everybody's always matching. Like same dress. Same dress. (laughs) And then Reeves and I met at a Girl Scout event randomly because I decided to get involved and was Girl Scout chair. (laughs) She was chairman of all the Girl Scout cookies going around the Katie house, but we met that way and then literally never stopped hanging out and it just worked out and now we both live in Dallas and now she's on our podcast. Oh my god, Such a love story. But I thought Annalisa would be a great person for this because we can kind of see her insight on, you know, rushing and not being from in-state, being from out-of-state and I just thought she would have a good perspective on it. Yes. So I grew up in Southern California. So the the South was just not a thing. Um, My family's kind of from the South, like Oklahoma. But my parents were big advocates on getting out of the state. So both my older sisters actually went to Alabama, were 13 months apart and three years apart. So we were all there at the same time. So it was a very easy decision. Um, And we can get into that later. But we were all three different Greek houses, um, which is kind of random and into the whole Greek legacy topic. That was definitely a sight for sore eyes for having in-house sisters. But I was a Katie with Reeves and we rushed in 2017. Yeah. Um, So it was a definitely a different experience than a lot of my friends on the West Coast had during rush. But I'm one of the odd ones. I like loved Rush, like being a Rushy and a Rusher. So this should be a good episode. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I loved Rush too. I have loved to say it. that. And mm-hmm. I did not know you had family from Oklahoma. Oh, yes. So if you listen to the podcast, y'all know I did not go to Bama Rush. That is why today, you guys, I'm not even kidding. I'm sitting here with a Google Doc in front of me. I have typed out, imagine like a Word document. It is one and a half pages full of questions about single, Bama Rush. Single space. Yeah. And I have typed all of these out to ask you guys, like, the real tea on Bama Rush. And I'm so excited to have both of y'all's perspectives. (laughs) Like, someone coming from California, Reeves literally is, like, lived in Alabama. So, yeah. yeah. She was an in-state girl. There was, like, a major divide for a hot second, the in-state and out-of-staters. A long second. Yeah. We called them the Alabama girls. Like, that's literally (laughs) what they're referred to as, is, like, the Alabama girls. That's so scary. It's so scary. And I'm so excited that we're doing this episode because if anyone's watched the documentary, you'll know that, like, okay, I'm just going to be really candid. I thought it was kind of a flop. Yeah, for sure. Like, Major. They didn't even really explain what happens during Rush, like, how girls are selected, like, what qualities make someone stand out versus, like, 
what qualities might literally get you blacklisted, things <laughs> like that. And I feel like it was just really confusing. And if I was a PM watching that, I think I would have left the documentary feeling more confused than I was even going into it, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. And I'm just like, look, I know people that went to Alabama. I know people that went through Rush. I went through Rush. I was a Kayo at OU, which is like still um like we definitely had rush and everything but i feel like alabama is like literally the trend-setting queen of like all things intense recruitment so i don't know how similar it was to y'all's experience so that's why i'm like excited to dive into these questions but yeah if you watch the documentary and you were like wtf was that that was so boring and uninformative thank god you have our podcast because we'll give you all of the all of the dirt it was kind of an eerie vibe like the trailers and everything made it seem like a thriller movie and that is just like not rush so this should be interesting like rush from my experience was honestly more fun than it was traumatizing don't get me Mm -hmm. wrong like i shed a few tears during the process but lost a couple pounds like it was fine (laughs) (laughs) but um like gosh like yeah i agree they made it seem like really eerie and like creepy and i'm like what the heck okay anyways um i just did not love the characters as they're literally like <laughs> real people. <laughs> no, it just Honey. didn't give Alabama's rush like the rep it deserves. Like it's no. very intense and cutthroat, and the documentary is just not even kind of what it's no. like. No. And so it just kind of gives a bad image to what it really is like. Anyways, I'm just gonna jump right into the questions and Something that's, like, really has me confused is, like, do you feel like y'all went to Alabama because you knew you were going to rush and you wanted, like, that sorority experience? Like, was that one of the main contributing factors in, like, you picking that to be your college? Yes. 1,000%. Um, <laughs> both my sisters had the time of their lives. And when I visited, I was like, holy shit, I have to do this. 100%. I was going to a whole different school out of state. I was going to Ole Miss and so far out of state. (laughs) Nothing like Alabama. So far out. And I didn't really know that many girls that went there. And I just like went to Tuscaloosa one weekend, like November of my senior year had everyone knew I was going to um, Ole Miss. I had told everyone and I went and I looked at my best friend that I was staying in touch with and that's like a huge rule. You're not supposed to stay in Tutwiler. Oh, such a red flag. As a PM or whatever. And, and we need to get into that more too. Like what are the rules I mean, of, like, so many. that you have yeah. to follow before <laughs> recruitment? Like do's and don'ts. Yeah, so we'll many. get into that. But I looked at her and I was like, I'm going to Alabama. And she was like, texted her group chat immediately. And like literally the next day I had so many follows from all the sorority girls. Oh my god, it was so amazing. And you're like, oh my god, my Instagram got I'm like famous. A oh like, my god. No, back then it was like, oh my god, I got 400 likes. Like, I'm hot. Oh my yeah. god. So, question: Did you stay with a Katie? Was the girl you stayed with a Katie? No, she was a Kayo actually. Oh. Interesting. Yeah. So, did you know, like, both of y'all know going into recruitment, what house you wanted? Um, both of my sisters were like, you're totally a Katie. You have to rush Katie. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was like my first house day one. Is it ice water teas yeah. first round? Or they call it something different now. Okay, open but house or something was, like that. Yes, but it was I, it was called ice, ice water, water teas. teas. Okay, and that was like my very first house. And ironically, a lot of the Alabama girls have the last name that starts with S T, and they were all in these like Rami Brooke dresses, and I'd never heard of this brand before. And the I drop waist. Oh yes, the drop waist. They're all matching, different colors, silk dresses. <laughs> and I immediately texted my mom and was like, "I don't fit in at this school. What the hell are these girls wearing? I'm in like my Revolve like ruffle yeah. like dress or whatever." And I just remember walking to the house. I was like, "Oh hell yeah! Like I love it here." Um, but. My sisters kind of put that in my head, I think, but then I ended up, like, loving it. Okay, so what houses were your sisters in? So my sister, one of them was a Kappa, and she's, we're Irish twins, we're, like, 13 months apart, and then my older sister, she was a DZ, and she kind of did it the right way. She did it a little bit more, like, philanthropically, because she does have a hearing, like, disorder in one of her Mm -hmm. ears, like, barely, and so that's, like, their philanthropy, so she... Picked it probably for like the right reason. I didn't know that. Yes. Um, and she also rushed as 
a sophomore. And so she had a different rush experience than me, but she chose like the perfect house for her for sure. Okay. So you kind of knew you wanted to be a KD. That's so interesting to me that your Kappa sister, she's closer to you in age. Yeah. We're actually roommates here also. Like we're inseparable. That she wasn't like, you have to be a Kappa. Well, her first choice um, was Katie. It went like Katie Kappa. And then she had like a random third choice. Um, And she was like, I want you to be a Katie because I wanted to be a Katie. And you'll love the pledge class way more. She was like, you're not going to like these in-state girls. They're not your vibe. Yeah. So she was like fully shipping me, Katie. What a good sister because I had a sister rush under me. And like, I I think I was like that bitch that gave her no option. (laughs) Like I was also on rush like team oh you were like year. hometown head uh yeah the year that she went through recruitment so I think that made it probably a little bit harder for her just because like, you were the face of rush <laughs> I wasn't no I was not like recruitment chair or anything like exact level but I was definitely like very involved the year that she was a PM mm-hmm. and so I was like ugh. I wish looking back, honestly, I had been like, actually, she loved Kayo, so it's fine. But I wish looking back, I had been more like your sister, like, oh, you should like have a different experience than me. Or like, I actually really wanted this for myself. I mean, Kayo actually ended up being my first choice. So I feel like maybe it's different. But like, I put so much pressure on her. I was like, you have to be a Kayo. (laughs) Like, scary. Why was I like that? I have a question, though. Like, do you think kd so now kind of switching sides like do you think kd knows who they want their pledge class to be before recruitment starts before the before the girls walk in the door mm-hmm. do you think they have an idea who their new pc is going to be they like know the pledge class there's like at least a hundred girls that it's like you're already, screaming their name when you walk in the door like you have to have them you have to have them they pretty much probably already told you that they were going Katie. yeah and like you literally know and you're setting them up and talking to them about stuff post recruitment because you're you like already know like Like, you're talking about the socials and like the swaps and like when they talk about that stuff you're like oh my god I can't wait yeah you're like I'm gonna be your big yeah so I feel like we had a similar thing like we I don't know if y'all called it this and I have no idea if Kayo at other schools calls it this but we would have this thing during work week which if you aren't familiar with like recruitment terms work week is the week before formal recruitment actually starts where all of the in-house girls who are going to be rushing go to the house and like stay in the house and they practice all their songs and like get to know the PMs and memorize their faces and names and all of that creepy stuff but we would have this thing of like these are our like 250 girls that we got rec letters for that we really want to be our new pc and we would call it like target like these were our like target girls and the new pc would be comprised of like girls that weren't in our target but also in our target but like I feel like that just goes to show I don't know at least at OU it was so important to have like rec letters and -hmm. like headshots and all of that stuff that you sent to the house ahead of time because that's what kind of like let us know who was rushing who wasn't and like what their like GPA was and all of this stuff to like form our target and know who we wanted ahead of time and then also obviously things like legacies word of mouth like girls you knew were coming to the school that you went to the same high school with like stuff like that we had we literally like screenshotted pictures from their instagram and put it on the screen we would we started our like quote unquote like work week like january yeah so every sunday when people would start submitting their applications for rush because the earlier you did it the cheaper it was Mm -hmm. so by the time that's why i think alabama does put on such a good rush because for all sororities, like, you know who's walking through the door. And, like... Every party. Every party. You know yeah. exactly who's coming. Like, our work weeks are, like, 6 a.m. to 10 p.m., like, if not later, every single day. Do we call it hell week? Oh, yeah. Like, I remember sophomore year, I literally lost, like, 10 pounds. You're just, like... I had not shin well. splints. Not shin well. Splints. So, you do kind of know everybody you want, but then you know through other houses like who Mm -hmm. has an in-house sister at like a rival sorority that you want to take yeah and then it's kind of a game and a competition like yeah we're gonna like if we take her her, you can have her Mm -hmm. and like a total like trade of the trade yeah it it's kind of weird how it it sounds like so intense when we're describing it and like we had we had a very similar thing i'm sure like alabama was 10 times more extra and like intense because i feel like that's how it goes just also because y'all have so many pnms so many like i think the year 
uh, I rushed. I remember someone saying like we had like 1100. I'm sure like Alabama was like double that at least. I think there's hey, like, it's like 21 parties a day of like yeah 100 and something girls in every single party. Yeah. No, it's crazy. It's insane. One thing like going back to work week and rush week, we were not allowed to be seen out of the house. They would black out all the houses and we had to go home at like midnight every night to our houses because we were not allowed to see any of the P&Ms. Like we couldn't be yeah. going out. They like literally told us we were supposed to order food in. Like yeah. we're not supposed to be going out to restaurants and seeing them. And if we do, we can't talk to them. We Yeah, we had to like park in the back parking lot. Mm-hmm. We couldn't be seen on the front of Sorority Row. We could only be seen in the parking garage. Yeah. We would like get there at sun up to sundown basically because no, li- literally it was it sounds you're right Amanda like so intense but it like kind of is so intense like for us not like the PNMs but the girls in the house because yeah. we're literally putting on like a full-on production like a musical and the house mom has to stock it with deodorant it stinks so bad tampons everywhere we would have like an air freshener like person like that was an assigned job like you are the air freshener so before every party you would like drench the pillows (laughs) drench everything because how much we were literally profusely sweating rehearsing the songs no it's like so like when you google like door songs like the second those doors open as a pnm like run for the hills it might be the most terrifying thing you ever it's see so loud but do you guys remember any of the kd door songs oh yeah I what does do. it start it it's and like k-a-p-p-a k-a-p-p-a d-e-l-t-a delta d-e-l-t-a something like that we are the kappa deltas we are the ones for you we are the Kappa Deltas. Don't you want to be a KD too? Don't you want to be a KD too? I want to be a KD. Oh my God, you want to join? <laughs> after hearing you say that? Oh my God. I like loved the door songs. Were y'all ever a door girl? Yes. Like where you like stick your head out or whatever? Oh, I was uh, <laughs> hated. So no, I was in the back. <laughs> uh, oh, honey. It's, it's, okay. Okay. it's okay. I was not a good participant in Rush oh on the God. back end. Okay, but I want to, like, pivot into more of, like, being a PNM because I feel like, I don't know. First of all, I do want to say something else. Like, the whole thing that we were saying about, like, oh, the sororities know which girls they want before recruitment even starts. Not saying that to, like, scare girls, but also just to kind of reinforce the idea of, like, oh, my God, I sound like such a brat right now. If you really want to rush and take it seriously, like, it's totally worth your time to, like, get rec letters and, like, headshots done and... And, like, you know, kind of give it your all. Give it your all. Like, why not? And you will be fine. But, like, I didn't say that to scare anyone. Our queen, Tuscaloosa queen, Katie alumni. (laughs) Whatever we want to call her. She would always tell us that some of our best members came from, like, the back rows of the Mm -hmm. parties that girls just were, like, this girl's so cool talking to. Like, we didn't even know who she was. So she started talking to her, Mm -hmm. like, ice water tea day or, um, philanthropy day and then slowly like the girls get moved up and they're like she's so cool let's pay attention to her and so they are really good about you know finding girls that's because that's like the goal too yeah it's like finding those hidden gems at least I mean Mm -hmm. in my experience too like I had two in-house sisters like in Katie's mind they probably thought there was like no way I would go Katie Mm -hmm. having a Kappa sister because they're like huge rivals and like the first day that was like the first thing they asked me was like, oh, do you have sisters here? And like, what's the vibe? And the more and more I talked to like different people, the more they like interacted with me and like felt me out. So as long as you can have like a good conversation and are personable, Mm -hmm. like you're gonna have an amazing rush experience. You just like, just talk, like have, like tell me you're talking to your best friends. Like exactly. There's a ton of like our queen of Tuscaloosa, Mel, like they sit down with us at the end of every day and like are like who are the hidden gems like that's like a priority not just who's an in-house sister who's a legacy like yeah who can we pull that we didn't know was coming yeah because there's thousands of people that we didn't know were coming okay so they talked about this in the documentary this is definitely something i heard when i was going through rush the five b's or whatever when i heard it originally it was the three b's i guess we've added some b's in recent times i'm not sure <laughs> i saw biden but it's like one. yeah biden i'm like oh honey wait what that should just if i don't anyways they said in the documentary the five b's were boys booze bible um bucks, bucks. 
bucks. Like, as in money. Okay. I've never heard this before. Oh, really? No. At OU, we had, like, a Roji. I think y'all called it Rokai, maybe. Oh, yes. Rokai. And she told us, like, our very first night when we got in the dorms, like, don't bring up the three Bs, which is boys, boobs, boobs. (laughs) Boobs. Boys, booze, Bible, and bucks. Or I don't even know. I think like we just like knew money. not to bring them. So yeah. it's like, don't talk about underage drinking or drinking. Don't talk about like fraternity boys. Don't yeah. talk about um, how much money your parents make or don't ask anyone like, so oh, random. do you have like a yacht or any of these things? <laughs> like, and then the last one that they said in the documentary was Biden. I think that's just probably because he's the president right now. But like in general, <laughs> politics. Yeah. Yeah. Like you wouldn't bring up. Do you think that's a good rule to follow? Yeah, I think so. I yeah especially with going to like a party school Mm -hmm. I mean Alabama definitely is a party school it's a given yeah you you everybody there drinks like you're not any cooler because you've like had a shot of tequila before like yeah yeah everybody's drank before they go to college that's just the normal nowadays I feel like yeah and so you don't need to like overemphasize that at all or like if you have a boyfriend like they don't care I definitely feel like there's probably some girls I'm going to disagree with you that have gone into college and not drink before. Yeah. But so were both of y'all's moms in sororities? Yeah. No, my mom was a nursing major. She was too busy. She's so cute. She's so cute. Um, My mom was in a sorority. She went to Auburn and Auburn's so different from Alabama. I could go on forever about it, but my mom, you know, was so involved. I swear I think she was like her president their president or something like very involved and she really you know had a bunch of friends that were Alpha Gamma alums at Alabama as well and it was so funny because we love a legacy yeah Katie's we love legacies we don't drop legacies and Uh, (laughs) love you all (laughs) (laughs) anyways um so my mom was like oh my gosh, no pressure, but, you know, definitely go to Alpha Game with an open mind. So I go, I get dropped, and my mom is, like, distraught. She's like, what? Like, you've had so many people call about you, like, blah, blah, blah. And apparently they don't like Mobile Girls. Oh. And it's, like, a thing. And Wait, that's no so one, interesting. No one from Mobile really goes. They take, like, two girls, I think, per pledge class from Mobile because I think they have, like, their <laughs> reputation of, like, wild girls. I don't know. And it's not that vibe for an alpha gam, but interesting. Kind of hmm. Yeah. I was going to say, going off the thing you said about legacies, like Kaya was the same way. Like there were literally certain rounds that you had an automatic invite back for just for sure. because you're a legacy. Yeah. And I will say, though, we didn't have it to like, it is still possible to not get invited back and be a legacy, but there were like only certain times when you could, for lack of a better term, like cut those girls as yeah. an in-house girl, but... I don't know. I feel like I've heard a lot of sororities are, like, straying away from that. Yeah. Recently, like, I know – I don't know if it was Kappa or Theta or someone. I think my friend who was a Theta said that – and this is all just hearsay. I don't know because I'm not a Theta. They did the thing where, like, they don't care about legacies anymore, whatever you want to call that. Oh, well, I guess that's kind of good. No, it's probably good. I think it evens the playing field a little bit more. I. I think it's, like, fun to recognize them, but Mm -hmm. it's definitely not, like, you don't have to be a legacy. You could totally have a parent that wasn't in a house and totally go through rush. Yeah, go through rush and have, like, a perfect rush or something even. How intense was it to prepare for rush? Like, what was y'all's, like, prep like? Like, how many outfits did you need? Did y'all do beauty prep? Did you have, like, a rush consultant? In the documentary, they showed people having rush consultants, and I'm like, is that necessary? I had heard of it. But I didn't have that. I didn't have that. I had two in-house sisters. Um, and my mom is like queen of all fashion. So I basically yes. felt like I had a personal stylist. But I had like 10 or 12 outfits in case like I spilled on mm-hmm. myself yeah. or like just didn't feel cute one day. Like yeah. I was very prepared just because I'm such an indecisive person. Like I knew I needed options. I had... I don't think I had 10 outfits, Annie. Oh, my God. <laughs> but I remember my parents drove me to New Orleans, and we got new outfits. And, you have to. It's um, so fun. Because I wanted to, like, go try them on. And it was so funny. My mom was, like, talking to my dad. She's like, this is a huge deal. There's no budget. 
it was oh my you'll see girls like dressed out to the nines like fresh blowouts every day like glam team and then there's like you can still be cute and not need a glam team i have an adorable little dress on and like little sandals it's tuscaloosa it's going to rain on you and your hair's gonna go flat. Like you yes. probably should just wear it back anyway. Yeah, put it in a ponytail <laughs> for my advice. Yeah. <laughs> so, going back to outfits, are there things like you should wear, shouldn't wear? Could you get cut from a sorority over something that you're wearing? There's definitely um, low like key. Yeah, like different. Like low key. Yeah. yeah, low key. Like different types of outfits for every house. Like depending on what you're wanting. Like. If you are in full-blown hooker mode, yeah. you're getting cut. You're getting cut. Like, if your boobs are flying out to Don't your wear neck. a bodycon, like, little neon pink dress with, like, nine-inch, like, Louboutins. Like, that's yeah. not it. You're not going to the club. We're not in no. Miami. So do you feel like it's harder to rush successfully as a sophomore than it is as a freshman? I don't – I honestly don't know because I feel like you would have made so many friends and it would be almost, like – so to speak, easy to get into your sorority you want to. Yeah, I think it's all just personal preference of like, did you put yourself out there and meet enough girls and enough houses? Or were you kind of just, oh, wait, that looks fun. I want to do it now, but didn't really make any friends. So it just kind of truthfully depends on the, if you have an amazing personality, you're going to kill it and rush regardless. Like if you can talk to a brick wall, sign you up for every single day of rush. Like it's amazing, but I feel like if you didn't put yourself out there, it might be a little bit harder. Yeah. No, I completely agree. Like, do y'all feel like every year when y'all were rushing girls, you would take people who were freshmen, sophomores, like in each PC, there was like a mix of both? It was mostly just freshmen. It's mostly freshmen. We had one sophomore, but we both, she was in my Rakai group and Reeves knew her from home. Oh, so, she was, yeah. she's like one of my really good friends. Yeah. So definitely like rush freshman year. For sure. If you can. Yeah. That's like interesting. I would say the same thing for for us like there were definitely girls who were sophomores but I feel like if rush is something that you're wanting to do not that you couldn't do it sophomore year like your sister literally rushed sophomore yeah year. and like, had a great experience yeah so it's kind of like random I guess in that way I don't know I'm curious about this because they talked about it in the documentary do you feel like being in a sorority made you like have a negative body image is there a lot of pressure to look perfect at Alabama like like that was something they talked about a lot in the documentary and I feel like that's something that we as girls not to answer the question for you but like that's just like being a woman like you want to be skinny you want to be pretty like all this stuff because of the pressures like society puts on you not necessarily something that's rush specific I think the thing that I struggled with being in a sorority I really struggled with seeing all these girls that had you know different stuff than me more stuff than me yeah it was so hard because freshman year and sophomore year I was like oh my god I gotta keep up I gotta get these glasses I have to get this mm-hmm. these cook, cook shorts. shorts oh, oh the cook shorts my oh my god you, yeah like begging my parents at parents weekend I was like maybe if I give my dad another beer he'll give me that cook shorts but like I think that's what I struggle with the most was just keeping up because at home everyone was kind of like I don't know being from Fairhope in Mobile, Alabama, everyone's kind of just had the same stuff. Everything was even. Yeah. But then getting to such a big place, I kind of struggled with trying to keep up. Yeah. And I also think just coming from Southern California, so many people like get ready and glam every single day. And that mm-hmm. just was never me. I'm a super chill, low-key person just yeah. kind of in general. And yeah. so Alabama's like day-to-day life, like the nightlife is a whole nother level, but the day-to-day, like, everyone's in, like, workout a clothes. workout outfit or an triple XL t-shirt and shorts. So The t-shirt the, and shorts. Yes, yes, the t-shirt and shorts. And so the body image thing was never really Mm-mm. a thing for me, me because, either. like, everybody looked the same. Like, someone might have had, like, like Reef said, like, a different bag or, like, fun crew sunglasses or, like, yeah. something like that. But for the most part, everybody kind of looks the same in the sense of like the day-to-day wear that you never really yeah. thought twice about yourself when you left the house mm-hmm. yeah no, for sure. I definitely feel like being in college there's so much pressure of like that keeping up like I totally relate to it it's like yeah. oh the next designer bag and like now that I'm in this sorority and I'm friends with all of these girls that already have this stuff like oh I need the David Yurman bracelet like going on of- the fun spring break trip yes, yes. yes like I feel like it's totally valid and the documentary talked about this too that there is so much 
like not financial pressure but like uh, like it is freaking expensive to rush and oh, i feel so like expensive. nobody talks about that like i'm like it's so expensive and Ugh. your sorority dues my parents were like what yeah, yeah same compared to my sister who went to Ole Miss it was astronomical it's insane no it is insane and it's like it's not even just the sorority dues it's like the clothes and the trips yeah how you mm-hmm. talked about and then it's like I remember for big little like if it was oh your sophomore year it was your responsibility as a sophomore to buy so we did pajamas for it I don't know oh, if y'all cute. did but we had to buy everybody's pajamas in our family So, like, for this junior and the senior, like, if you were getting, like, special stuff as the sophomore, you provided everything for everyone. Like, that was your year as Big Little to, like, basically fund the Big Little experience. We didn't do that. No, our themes were very basic. Yeah. It was like a Cinco de Mayo. Like, ours was like a fiesta. And then it was like, give them some of your old t-shirts. It was like, okay. I don't know. Like, I definitely think, like... I can't complain that much because I came from a situation where, like, my parents were very, like, willing to pay for all of that stuff. But, like, I can totally see how it would be, like, very intimidating and, like, just, Mm like, what the fuck? Yeah, like, what is this? Basically, like, why do I need to give all of this money? Okay, so something they also talked about in the documentary is that boys decide who the top houses are Alabama. Like, does Alabama have top houses? A. B. Are boys the ones determining this? And C. If there are top houses, what are they? So <laughs> it's kind of a good one, Amanda. Yeah. Okay, Amanda. <laughs> I'm not. Yeah. I told you all I was not holding back. This is the tell all. So there's definitely like Old Row. Like Old Row is like the yeah. OG sororities that have been around for like decades. I feel like that's what they skipped over in the documentary. They they didn't. There was this one girl who was a Sigma Kappa talking about. She's like, I'm a Sigma Kappa, and I know I'm not top house mm-hmm. because. It would take us twenty or thirty years exactly. to even get to the get point to that where, point. Yeah. So, yeah. is it based on like how long you've been around then? And it's just, it's like you have the old row, which is like Katie, Kappa, Kaiyu, Alpha Chi, Kaiyu, Alpha Gam. Yeah, I think that's it. Tridel. Oh yeah, Tridel. Um, but I also think it depends on where you go to school. Like at mm-hmm. home, like in SoCal, like. Theta, Alpha Phi, and Gamma Phi are like ultimate top house. Like you yeah. don't go anything else. Versus if you go to the South, it's like Old Row is everything. But yeah. that doesn't really exist on the West Coast. But like you look at Auburn, it's different at Auburn. Yeah, it's literally different, different at everywhere. Every school. Oh, I would totally say it's different at every, every school. school. Oh, you didn't even have Katie. Like yeah, we literally did not even have like TCU doesn't. Yeah, yeah, have a Katie chapter. So. It totally depends, like, every school. But do you think boys are the one? Are boys contributing to the idea that there is a top house or houses that are better than others? I think they're contributing. They're contributing. And I also think boys don't go out of their comfort zone. And No, God, no. Alabama's, like, 60% in state. And so it's, like, whoever they know from high school, like, that's the cool house. That is so true. That's where you go because they don't want to make new friends. Like, and they know if those girls are coming they probably made the new friends for them um but it's also just word of mouth kind of like where do you have the most fun like Mm -hmm. for girls at least Mm -hmm. um obviously your socials depend on like your social chairs of like what houses you go to but it's kind of like word of mouth I feel like I don't know like being in high school because everyone went to Alabama so it's like I kind of already knew going in. That's how I was. Like, I visited a girl that was older than me that went to OU and who was a Kayo. So I was like, perfect. I already know I want to be a Kayo because yeah. I looked at her and all her friends and had so much fun that weekend when I visited her. Yeah. yeah. That I feel like I pictured that in my mind as a top house. Also, though, I feel like social media now contributes so yes. much. 100%. It. Like, girls stalk the Instagram. And now there's TikTok. There wasn't even TikTok when we went Could through. Could you imagine? I was, no. I think that would have changed the entire Rush experience yeah. if there was TikTok for no, us. No, I, I couldn't so even imagine. And, like, that also goes to say, like, do girls – like, okay, when you are rushing girls, do y'all stalk them on social media before they walk through the front door in the first 100%. Day? Oh, my God, yes. To another level. I'm, like, yeah. DMing, liking everything. You are, like – you are no you're not even you're not even borderline creepy you are creepy because you're also trying to have like great conversation and like feel like you know her so Mm -hmm. she feels like she connects with you and also 
being in there for 30 minutes talking to someone that can't talk is like pulling teeth. So knowing who she is and kind of the ins and outs of like what her social media says gives you like a good starting point. Because literally you can be like, oh my God, wait, did you go to Aspen last summer? Like, how is that? Tell me. It's like, yeah, you have to It's constant. Yeah. Yeah. You have to travel all the time. What's your family? Like, what's your favorite place? It just Mm -hmm. adds so much conversation. Exactly. Yeah. I feel like we totally stalked girls' social medias. And that goes to say, like, if you're a P&M, to clean up your social clean media. Clean it up, girls. That like, is rem- one way to majorly get dropped before you even, yeah. like, start. So here's something the documentary also talked about girls getting blacklisted. Is blacklisting a thing? And what are some things you would get, like, cut, blacklisted, dropped, like, all of these words that are kind of synonymous for blacklisted? I nudes. Think- nudes. Um, we, for- had, we had girls' nudes. Yeah, Can fully. I say that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, we fully they go around so quick, and other girls know that other girls want to be a certain house, like P and M's, and will like blacklisted. You tell yeah. one person, like, oh my god, I want to be a cat, but you're cut from every other. And house. like, if they're starting drama, like you're immediately cut. Like nobody wants that. Totally kissing um, someone's boyfriend or abs- their ex boyfriend. Just stay home. Just stay There's, home. Don't rush. <laughs> Just kidding. But I remember when I visited OU the first semester of my senior year of high school, girls telling me don't come back and visit second semester because it's too close to rush. For sure. And like there were so many stories of like girls coming and visiting OU when they were going to be going there in the fall as freshmen and hooking up with someone's boyfriend mm-hmm. and getting blacklisted from yeah. all the sororities. I remember like bad mouthing was another one. Huge. Like if yeah. you were like, let's say I went into Tridel and was like, yeah, like I only really want to be a Kayo. Like that would be something you would never say. Like, never. Everyone finds out. Yeah. yeah. Everyone talks. Yeah. And all the houses talk to each other. Like, I feel like my last thing I feel like is like, oh my God, she came second semester, got blackout in the basement, threw up everywhere and everyone knows yeah Yeah. do not go and get hammered at a football game please especially if you're rushing because yeah we're like it's so creepy and like we're having a good time too on game days but like everyone's watching everyone's watching like it's such a thing if you're in the house on a game day and we know you're a pnm it's like why are you here oh i don't even think i like went inside a sorority house before rush like i had never i had never been inside a girl's house i've been in kappa well, yeah. you had a sister. I had a sister for Fried Friday, and we had Fried Friday. I went to um, I went to the Deke House on a football Slay. game. Like, oh my God. So typical. risky, kind of before you rushed. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. Do you guys feel like you had a lot of rules in KD? Like, what are some of the crazy rules that you had? Like, were yeah. you allowed to drink in the house? No, no. Like, that was like the main rule. No. I yeah, that and boys. Like, no boys in the house. No boys in the house. That's like literally why I didn't live there senior year because I had a boyfriend who went to school out of state, and I was like, he can't stay here. I'm not staying here. Yeah, yeah. It's true. Did y'all ever sneak boys in the house? I oh, didn't live in the house. I, we never lived in the house. Oh, y'all never lived in? Ours was no. a senior house. And like by that COVID. point, we've had like furniture. Oh, and COVID. You lived there senior year and it was COVID. And so I was like, I'm not living there. I'm not going back to dorm style after not having yeah. it. Wait, that's so crazy. So we lived in sophomore year. And that's I something wish. like. I would have done that. Mm-hmm. I would say like if your school offers, I don't know about senior year. Like that's a little bit. Yeah, too far tough. gone. They're slowly transition. I think they do sophomore year now. I hope so because that's like such a game changer. Mm-hmm. If you can live in sophomore year, I 110% recommend it. It allowed me to get close with so many of the girls in my PC. Like yeah. that was the best thing I ever did. Oh my God, I loved it. That's but, what a lot of our friends said. Yeah. Yeah. So they also talked about one of the rules in the documentaries, like you can't be on the ground floor, which is the floor that like boys are allowed to come in, right? Like, like they the can, dining floor, yeah, like the, the dining living room, the living room, the chapter room, things like that. Um, with wet hair, never. Oh, never. That. You should see what we look like when we walk into that house. It's yeah, heinous. People were saying but, like it used to be a thing like you couldn't leave the house without two out of three done. So like you had to have an outfit oh. or cute hair, or, like makeup. No. Katie is so chill so, that so like chill. we all look like Loved we rolled it. out of bed every single day. There was no Any, none of that. What about the rules? Remember when we were not initiated yet? You couldn't be walking on the quad talking oh my God. on the phone. Talking on the phone. I was like, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna talk to my mom every single time walking to class. Are you kidding me? My guy friends that were older would see me on the quad and be like, get off your phone, pledge. 
<laughs> can't stand on tables. You can't. So these are. That was the hardest one. We for had me. that I love too. Elevated we surface. Had no <laughs> elevated surfaces. Like yeah. at a fraternity yeah. party, you couldn't get mm-hmm. up on the table because it was like trashy. What we else also, was it? We also had like the shortage or the shortage, the okay. shortest like quote unquote like pledge ship. Like yeah, we're the first house initiated on campus, so we're like new members for maybe a month september oh so y'all know that kyos is hell yeah we're yours not is the longest january one. january yeah, yeah so you can't go to bars for us like there was like three bars we couldn't go to fraternities were like kind of an open safe space but yeah. if you were on an elevated surface like a lot of the older girls get were down. there yeah they just like down. as like like superiority thing yeah i yeah. feel like they were like they would take us to the parties and stuff yeah so did y'all ever get sent to standards for anything I no didn't. i was on standards like chair what oh, really yeah so Junior you're an year. exec girly like i was like on like the panel and it was such tea i literally did it to like feed my <laughs> tea ego <laughs> i'm like so shocked you no, know I, me how was i not sent to standards i have no idea <laughs> katie though like truly was the most chill sorority. so chill it was amazing. Okay, so I did not ha- – oh, my God. Is Kayo just strict? So strict. It, it was literally strict. I had a lot of Kayo friends. I yeah. had – I got sent to standards all the time. Oh, my God. Like, I was kind of bad, though. I almost burnt down the sorority house one time when I was living in because we weren't allowed to have candles. Mm. And I left a candle burning because I had these, like, younger girls visiting, like, with my sister. And I was just distracted. It was a game day. Mm. Left a candle burning, fire trucks, everything. <gasps> oh, my – Like, Amanda. The fire – a fire did not start, but the fire alarm went off. And I remember <laughs> in standards them literally threatening to, like, force me to move out. They were like – we're gonna have to take a vote on this like the house board like the housing board and I was like oh my god like literally kill me right now I remember one of my friends that was an alpha gam she got sent to standard so much her junior year they literally like kicked her out yeah um because finally she was like I know I'm getting kicked out this year I'm gonna go out with a bang and on bid day she iced every single person in her pledge class on the quad (laughs) on front of everybody on bid day and they were like inside now because like you cannot have alcohol no cannot have alcohol in the day so kind of switching topics back to the whole like actual recruitment process if you can think of one what was one of the worst conversations you've had with a pnm as an active member oh my god oh my god so So many many. like well and you talk out like katie i mean alabama just in general has like almost three thousand girls so like you talk to two girls every single party, if not three. Yeah. So the amount of conversations and, you have. And there are like literally secret handshakes that you do behind your back if you need help, if you need someone to come rescue you yeah. from a conversation. There's like girls that stand along the walls that are like fillers, um, fillers that are like the best socializers yeah. that can like bounce in and oh, yes. change any we, conversation we kind of had that they were called floaters yes, yes. Floaters. They, that's they, what they're called floaters they yeah. would walk around and we had like people that it was called bumping yes yeah. Yeah. for so, sure like we had a rotation every single party i knew every single person i was talking to mm-hmm. and i also knew who was going to come tap me on the shoulder yes and like you can go if i was bumping reeves every single party no matter who she was talking to i would always go up to reeves and be like hey like oh my gosh i'm amanda it's so nice to meet you whatever yeah but so the conversations are very like structured on the on the recruitment side. Like, oh my gosh, I remember there was one girl that one time you guys she talked to me about eyelashes our oh whole gosh. conversation, and it started out like bless her heart honestly because it started out with like her complimenting my eyelashes and then me talking about how I used Latisse. But then she just kept talking about <laughs> eyelashes the whole time, and I was like, gotta go. I it. didn't even get to know anything about you. Yeah, and I would like ask her other questions, and she would direct the conversation back to eyelashes. <sighs> I would be like, oh my gosh, how was your first night in the dorms? Like all of this stuff. She'd be like, oh my gosh, it was so great. So like, could I order Latisse online or something? And I'm oh my like, gosh, oh. she's like trying to be. I was like, wait, is she just nervous or like yeah. what's going on? Like, yeah. and I felt so bad because I was totally nervous as a PM. Like, I feel like that's a very. It's like when you think back on the conversations you had, you're like, I probably totally sounded just like I this. was like word vomiting. Yeah. No, for sure. But I'm like, I don't even know like what to take away from this convo right now because I learned nothing about nothing. this trick. Um, but during the parties, I feel like I would, you know, my friends would pick me up and then their friends would come over and I'm still literally friends with their friends because, yeah. you know, you get to know them. But it's funny because like, you know, oh my God, we met in Rush. Yes. Whatever. So you can't meet really cool people in Rush. I want to ask you all about something because A, I'm curious and B, 
the documentary talked about this a little bit what is the machine <laughs> oh my god <laughs> literally what is the machine and do they actually rig like elections and football tickets and all of this stuff and yeah. is there actually like a person from every single sorority that's in the machine I, I need to know like yeah. what is this thing so I feel like they have I was not in it so yeah no full disclaimer not in it but they would pick like very involved members and it was usually like the sorority or fraternity's presidents and they have like this crazy initiation process that it's so secrecy yeah very secret and they would literally I remember freshman year being uh, we all had to have our computers out and vote for the homecoming queen and they go around and make you text your that is true and they said it in the documentary you have to send in your confirmation that yeah. you voted for that person. So they're fully rigging elections. Like, it's confirmed. Like, yeah. I truthfully was, I feel like I... Sorry, I'm not trying to, like, send no. you guys to jail as Alabama. <laughs> oh, my God. Like, if you can't talk about it. But. No, I feel like freshman and sophomore year, I was, or mostly freshman year, I was so delusional that yeah. I was just like, oh, sure, I'll do whatever. Mm-hmm. And come sophomore year, when we, like, knew the presidents, yeah. knew all of that, it was like, Oh, oh my god what is this thing mm-hmm. i didn't put it together until I, sophomore year yeah and then it made sense that like that the I'll, same people won i'll beat year. this out but come oh around. my god harass harass you and would text you and say literally send me your screenshot right now I'll you haven't you voted for. i can see you haven't voted and she was y'all's machine girl she was in our pledge class. she was also in our yeah pledge class. but she was in the machine so it was yeah. like her job she's to like make blackout sure. at the bars being like you didn't vote yeah. <laughs> Oh my god, that's that is like crazy though. Mm-hmm. So it tr- it's truthful that they like were like hazing people and doing like bad stuff. Mm. I don't know about like I don't know about doing bad stuff, but, but it's definitely like all the sororities. Like it's not just old row. It's like yeah. new yeah. row and old row is like fully like the Greek life like bands together to get like the best or what they think is the best president. That's like mm-hmm. also affiliated with Greek life. Yeah, exactly. Got it. So few more questions for you guys and then we're gonna wrap up but do you think it's hard to have friends in other houses when you're in a sorority like if you're a katie do you think it's hard to have friends that are like kaios cap has tried outs like all of these other houses because in the documentary like it, it not that these girls had rushed yet but it showed two girls and like they had a friendship falling out and she was like oh well she's only been hanging out with kappas and not hanging out with me and i just remember that like for us like was kind of a thing like our freshman and sophomore year and then we all became friends but i felt like in the beginning it was so competitive because you're all competing over the same mm-hmm. girls and it's like it's like you're friends but you're not friends how you would be friends with people in your own house it's so it's typical so weird. that you would say like oh my god they've been hanging out with the kappas like yeah oh my god yeah but i had so many friends in different sororities Same. and i feel like i met a lot of them from going to guys date parties that yeah. i wouldn't have met but being in the dorm i like it was so much fun and Tom like Weiler. it's like the jankiest dorm you've ever seen in your whole life like so disgusting but it's like in the middle of sorority row mm-hmm. and it's like an all-girls dorm all girls live there and like my roommate and all my hallmates were every sorority known to man and so for Alabama at least if you live in an all-girls dorm you're gonna have so many friends in so many different houses that it really doesn't matter except during rush it's like so competitive it's so competitive but I met a lot of my friends yeah pledge sisters that way in Tutwiler but to put it into perspective and bring it on home, my roommate, my freshman year roommate's grandmother lived in that dorm and so I don't sick. think they had touched it since. It's disgusting. <laughs> That's crazy. We also just like knocked down a dorm. I'm saying we, but like, oh, you just knocked down like some dorm that was literally built in like the 60s. So yeah. gross. So gross. I always had like a thick cough when oh, I lived always in that sick. dorm. Everyone was always sick. I was always sick. The tut cough. Okay, just to wrap up, I want to know, like, overall, I think I know what y'all are going to say to this. Being in a sorority, positive experience, negative experience, what was your favorite thing about it? And what would be, like, your one piece of advice to give a girl that's rushing this fall? I would rush all over again. I think mm-hmm. it was the most fun experience being a PNM and then being in the house. Um, totally would recommend. And especially, like, I feel like we have like different experiences so I can say this like being from out of state and going into such an in-state house like all my friends are from all over the country which is so freaking fun it's like such a different experience I feel like um and so I would definitely recommend like putting yourself out there like I literally Mm -hmm. met Reeves because I was Girl Scout chair like I 
don't know why I was, but like I just like that was the best way to make friends and the yeah. best way to make friends is to like get involved and then so live true. your life. And so get involved and just like kind of live your life. Like don't listen to the stereotypes, like go to the beat of your own drum. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. I had a very positive experience. I loved it so much. I met so many new friends and I think I did that. I've talked about it on this podcast, but just putting yourself out there and like personally for me, I I tried not to stay in the bubble of Alabama and went out. And you did a good job. Yeah. You did such a good job. Like all of your friends are from literally everywhere. Different, like Virginia to California. Texas. Yeah. Texas. And that's how I live in Dallas. So put yeah. yourself Middle out ground. there. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. This is one thing I will say. I feel like Rush was a very po- positive experience for the three of us because like we wanted to rush and we were excited about it. But I do just want to say, because I know there's a lot of people who choose not to rush, that, like, it's okay to not rush. Oh, Oh, for sure. It's okay for it to not be your thing. But if it's something you're thinking about, I think it's at least worth giving it a shot. But one of my very best friends in college, she didn't rush. And she had the most fun time in college ever. She went to every single girl date party, every single guy date party. Yeah. She went to everything and like, and it's the same experience for like guys too. Like, as long as you kind of have like the plug, like the plug, you can go to everything. Mm -hmm. Especially being a guy, it's harder to go to things. But being a girl, being a girl, you're already go to everything. You can go to everything. Yeah, yeah. No, I totally agree. And I also feel like sometimes it's so dramatized. And I remember when I was going through it, like feeling really scared and afraid and nervous about getting dropped from houses Mm -hmm. and now looking back it's like everything happens for a reason for sure oh yeah like there there's always that quote that people say like rejection is redirection and I remember like (laughs) it's so true y'all I specifically remember Theta this is so random dropping me and like I was crying and I don't even think I really wanted to be in Theta but I was like you just feel rejected like it's the oddest feeling and it's so hard to feel that feeling, especially for me, because I think it was the first thing in my life, like, truthfully, that I had been, I mean, I'm 18 years old, like, like, actually really rejecting, yeah. rejected yeah. from. Like, like you feel really, like you failed. Yeah, you feel like you failed. You're like, why am I the problem? Like, what did, do, what did I do wrong? Are my grades not good enough? Did I have a bad conversation? And, like, my advice would be to, like, it's okay to feel those emo- emotions and be sad about it, but also, like, trust that... Mm-hmm. you know the universe has your back a little bit and everything's like, gonna work everything out. works out like even if you're not in a sorority you will find your people if you put yourself out there and if you're thinking about rushing you should totally do it I think 100% the biggest thing that we tell PMs and like when we were PMs was like trust the process like yeah. truly it all happens for a reason you think your life is like over or is like going yeah. so well but you don't really realize it until bid day comes and you realize mm-hmm. it all happened for a reason it's literally yeah. the happiest day i mean it's like disneyland and literally like everything happens for a reason and to have such an open mind because you never know what can happen you never know yeah you never know so that's and our takeaway from this episode that's our takeaway i hope you guys learned something i hope you feel maybe a little less nervous about alabama rush if you're rushing there in the fall or any sorority if you have questions, always DM me and Reeves on Instagram. We leave our handles in the description box. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please make sure to rate our podcast five stars and leave a review if you're listening on Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all of the feedback and we will see you guys next week for a new episode. Bye. 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 And shout out to our first guest, Annalisa. She did a great job. We would love to have you back on. Love you girls. So much fun. <laughs> Today's episode is brought to you by The Slate. The Slate is a Dallas co-working space dedicated to the support and stability of local businesses and entrepreneurs in the DFW area. The Slate has a video and studio room, team building room, co-working spaces, a podcast studio, and conference rooms. It's also where we record the Spritz O'Clock podcast. If you're interested in recording a podcast at The Slate, having a photo shoot here, or even just a team meeting, we'll link it in the show notes so you guys can check it out.